Hello and welcome to Confessions of an Aging Ingenue. I am your aging ingenue, Jenny Tooley. I'm so excited to have you here today. We are going to get started here in a minute, but first I want to extend a personal invitation to you to join us in the confessional Wednesday nights, first Wednesday of the month. Check it out at JennyTooley.com. You might even end up in the confessor seat. Okie dokie, here we go. Hey everybody, it's Jenny Tooley. How are you doing? I am doing pretty darn good. I'm a little bit tired today. Um, I do have a lot of snot in my head, so I apologize if I clear my throat a lot this this fine, beautiful day, or if I sound like I'm bottomed out. I'm not hungover. I just have allergies. So uh, yeah, today I'm going to do a quickie. And every time I say that, it ends up to be a longie, but we'll try a quick one. Today, uh, I had a big audition this week, so I thought I'd do one about auditions. So we're going to skip stuck stuff this week and do a little audition, auditions, auditions. Have I told you about the time I auditioned for and booked a role in Wes Anderson's movie, Bottle Rocket? (laughs) Oh, I know this is the one some of you have been waiting for. There are a lot of Bottle Rocket fans out there, for which I'm truly grateful. If you are not familiar with Bottle Rocket, Bottle Rocket was made when? And somebody just answered that question for me. <laughs> um, I don't even remember when. It was over, it was like 26 years ago now, maybe 27. I would have been around 20 when I auditioned for this movie. This was one of the first things I ever auditioned for. Um, one of the first roles I ever played in a film, and I was so green, it wasn't even funny. Um, I think I had done, I had I had an agent at that point. I had just gotten an agent. Um, I was, had booked a Sonic commercial where I was the invisible girl. Frankie Valli and I were invisible together. They had puppets made. It was kind of cool. I don't know if you can find that on YouTube. Maybe somebody has has found that and posted that. I don't know why they would, but maybe there's like a crazy Sonic person out there that loves Sonic commercials. Um, And then I had been in um, two films, two micro-budget films. One where I showed up as a 40 starlet in a cemetery with a lot of fog. Thank you, Glenn. That was fun. I don't know that I even had a line. I think I was just a presence. And then the other one was, and that that movie was, um, gosh, I just said the name of it a few minutes ago, and now it is completely, Among the Dead, sorry, Among the Dead. Then I also did a movie called Only in America, which was Rusty Martin and Susan Keir, and micro-budget feature, and I had a really good role in that. Her name was Muffy, of course, Muffy. Um, I was getting dressed in a lot of pink at the time (laughs) and um, playing the good girl a lot. So when I went to audition for Bottle Rocket, I had no idea what I was doing. I will be honest with you. I don't have, I'm not a trained actor. I think I have gone to one training on how to do a commercial audition and I don't do those anymore. Uh, commercials 
You'll see me occasionally go to an audition if I really need some money, but commercials are not my deal. And we can talk about that in another podcast if you're interested. Um, I do film and television, and I didn't know how to do an audition. I just would show up and and re, you know do the lines. I'd prep it and do the lines. I'd done some stage at that time. Um, I'd been in a, f- a few professional plays. So I walked in and um, I saw this role. Her name was Stacy Sinclair. The movie was called Bottle Rocket. My boyfriend was named Future Man. So I'm thinking this must be one of the ever popular um, kind of crossover things that was happening at the, at that time, like the Tick, like these kind of um, live action superhero things that were really big and over the top. So I went in. And I read those lines really big and over the top because she's totally Stacey Sinclair, right? I mean, she is like a total, like, you know, college girl, like she's a sorority girl. Um, uh, you know, so I, I did it real big. Well, um, I don't know how long I waited. I waited quite a while to hear back on that. And at this, at that time I was also cast in my Dear friends, um, Gretchen and Julia Dyer's film called Late Bloomers. I had like a day role, I think, you know, like one scene that I was going to do. And everything was going really well. I had done quite a lot in a very short period of time for a new actor in Texas, stage and screen-wise. So I here that I got booked on Bottle Rocket. Now, remember at the time, Wes Anderson and the Wilson brothers were, they had, they were not names at that time. This was the first breakout kind of hit for them. And, um, so it was all even footing. It was still very, very even footing. Even though when you were on the set, you could tell with the Wilson brothers that they were going to be stars. Like, they already had the attitude um, and the presence that they they were going to be stars. Wes Anderson was really lovely, um, very grounded, very accessible. And um, I booked that role. I went to the set. Now, for those of you who are movie files... That scene that I was in by the pool was supposed to be done at nighttime. So I arrived at nighttime. All these X-File lights were on. Like, it was like a scene from the X-Files when I walked on that, onto the location um, over in, I don't remember what that neighborhood is called. Preston Hollow, is that it? It's a really nice neighborhood in Dallas. There are a lot of old growth trees. So there were these huge lights up really high in the sky blaring light down through the trees and it seriously looked like a scene from the x-files when they're like at nighttime (laughs) so cool i'd never been on a set that big i had my own little room in a honey wagon which is basically a big old horse trailer that has been split off into sections and each section has like a little toilet and a little bench seat and a sink and um I was just like, oh my God. (laughs) And shortly after I got there, it started pouring rain and it continued to pour rain 
and it poured more rain. Soon, the middle of the night, uh, we were sitting there waiting for it to stop raining. Andrew Wilson, who is a lesser-known Wilson brother, but still just as talented and interesting as the others, he and I, he played Future Man, my boyfriend. He was right next to me in the trailer, so he kind of took the wall down between our um, little cubicles and uh, we sat there and talked 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 until the rain went away. We didn't even go to the set. I don't even think I even saw the set that night. The rain never went away. So they finally released us. And I went home. And eventually they rescheduled the shoot. And it was on the same day that I was supposed to be on the shoot for Late Bloomers. Oh, man. I was so torn because... I was friends with Gretchen and Julia. Um, basically, the way I had gotten into the industry was because they made a teaser for another feature film that I played the lead role in and had a beautiful demo reel from that. So I my loyalty was to them, but my agent kept saying, my agent, Ivette Stone, I'm starting to sound like her right now. She's like, honey... I think this bottle rocket thing is going to go somewhere. (laughs) Um, You really need to do the bottle rocket. And I was like, okay. So I did the bottle rocket movie. Um, They switched it to a day shoot instead of a night shoot. So we showed up. I got dressed up in a pink sweater, which was shocking to me. Like, I was not pink. I was one of those. I was an early goth, but I was kind of a post-mod girl. So pink was not my deal, y'all, okay? They put me in a pink sweater, put my hair up in that horrible top ponytail thing. Oh. Um, and off to the set I went with my loafers on. And I did the scene, and I did it really big, because that's how I'd auditioned it, right? And I was used to being on stage. And Wes Anderson walks up and he's like, um, Jenny? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, could you, could you bring it down? And I don't know if he said it like this. Could you bring it down a lot? <laughs> but I think he probably was kind and said, could you bring it down a little? And he was like, a little more. <laughs> so I brought it down by like about 80%. Um, I learned everything I know by being on the set somewhere and working, which is kind of an embarrassing way. Like I learn in public, um, but I learned that day where I needed to be to be on film as far as like my performance and um, did the scene. I got the impression that Owen Wilson was not really my biggest fan. Um, And I very later, like, I learned later, and I don't know, maybe he told me this on the set, or I'm not sure when I learned this information, but at some point it came to my attention that I had not been the first choice to play Stacy Sinclair. I was also not the second choice to play Stacy Sinclair. I was the third choice. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, third choice third choice. Um, It turned out that the first two women had come up with conflicts, so they couldn't be there. So that's how I got cast, was because the first two people they picked couldn't do the role. 
Wow. What a hit to um, one's ego, right? But at the same time, if you look at it spiritually, what a great example of if you need to be somewhere, like if the universe, God, higher power, whatever you want to call it, is going to put you somewhere, they're go- you're going to get there, period. Like if there's something you need to do, you will do it no matter what. Things are not in my control. Like things are, I want things to be in my control. And as actors, we get really frustrated because we have no, with so very little control over what's happening. I think that's about one of the reasons I've become a producer director is I want to be able to control some stuff and I want to be valued and be first pick when it comes to time and effort. Because as actors, we are really, unless you're an A-list actor, you're kind of one of the most expendable things on the set, guys. I know that many of you already know this. And those of you who don't, like if you aren't in the industry, actors are really low on the priority scale. So um, knowing that is important. Taking that in as like um, a self-worth thing, not good. So, you know, God's going to put me wherever I need to be, regardless of what I'm doing or what anybody else is doing. (laughs) So third pick, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Then after I did, you know, after we wrapped the shoot, uh, I think it was Wes that asked me if I wanted to go out with him afterwards. And I said, no. Oh, man, for years, I just kicked myself and kicked myself and kicked myself. And I would do that a lot. Like, I did not socialize very much. If people wanted to go out to bars, I did not do that. And for a long time, I was like, oh, my God, it's because I was fearful. I should have had more courage and just gone out. But then when all the Me Too stuff came up and our industry started getting kind of torn apart, I realized that, in fact it was my intuition that was telling me, and I don't mean this around that particular group of people that I was with that day. I just mean in general, my intuition was telling me, no, these are, you don't need to go out with people at the bars afterwards. And um, I think it was a, a way that I actually kept myself safe and kept myself out of the way of a lot of things that seemed to happen to a lot of other people, a lot of other young actresses um, who have a lot of stories. Uh, I have a couple of my own, but, you know, ultimately, I need to acknowledge and respect that part of me that used to say no um, and not judge her so harshly uh, and think, oh, well, what my career would have been so different if I had, fill in the blank, gone out with Wes Anderson and the Wilson brothers after, you know, the shoot of Bottle Rocket. Oh, my God, I could have, I would have been in so many more movies. Or I would have, whatever, you know, or if I had gone to fill in that blank. You know, it just, so many mind games, so many mind games. So there you go. That's how I got uh, booked on Bottle Rocket. That's my Bottle Rocket story. I'm so grateful for that movie. For years, people would walk up to me and literally look at me and go, you're really complicated, aren't you? (laughs) And um, even recently, somebody, uh, a Facebook friend, 
that I really didn't know except for on Facebook popped up and said um, he's a huge fan of Bottle Rocket. I had written some kind of blog or something complicated, you know, really deep and everything online. And he commented, he was like, you're really complicated, aren't you? I was like, yeah, I am. And I'm really grateful because Bottle Rocket has become a cult hit. And um, I can use it to, still as a leveraging point. And I have gotten to work with some really amazing people. And I'm super grateful for that. So I hope you guys are having a great week. That is the time that I auditioned for and booked a little movie by Wes Anderson called Bottle Rocket. Love you guys. Thanks for being here with me today. I'm Jenny Tooley, your host. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about today's episode, so please comment, review, follow, subscribe, all those things that keep our podcast thriving. Until next time.